the shop with three of the best brothers of the Word Nation. Welcome, brothers. The past. Listen, it's not LeBron's shop, but it's the one I love, man. My main man, Dave, who is my barber. What's up, Dave? Literally just got through cutting me and uh, got my main man, Jamal, here, who is single and looking to mingle. I don't know, something like that. And uh, he bought the kicks I have on, bought these J's. Man, I come out of church, and they tell me a brother in the parking lot said he wants you to have these, bought me some Jordans. Come to find out, he bought me another pair last year. The Bible says your gift will make room for you. People think that means if you can sing, if you can preach. No, that's not what it means. It means your literal gift. You give somebody a gift, oftentimes that will make room for you. Your gift made room for you, brother. Thank you. And uh, for your heart toward me, entrepreneur, all kind of businesses, real estate, doing your thing, and more than that, loves God. And those of you that have been watching me for years, probably every picture you've seen of me, every graphic you see on Sundays is uh, our main man. He's a cute dog. We all make mistakes. He's an Omega man, got gold boots on all in my, come on, man. But Brother Alvin, man, who the Word Church loves so much, man, our graphic designer, our photographer. What's up, man? All right, y'all know why y'all here. I, I got myself in some trouble. And uh, let me be clear that uh, Alvin and Jamal are single and Dave is very merry. Monique, you watching, listen, I got shoulder right here. Dave is very merry and I wanted his perspective as a, a fairly newly married man and why he hooked up with my beautiful daughter Monique at the word and what's going on with you two. Okay, so let's get to it. I, I, I raised a thesis that got me in some hot water. I said that women, need to possibly lower their expectations because there are not as many available, saved, high-level men as there are women, not only in the word church, but in the world, particularly black men. And so I wanted to bring two single brothers to talk about what you're looking for, what matters to you, when it comes to choosing who you're gonna marry and then what it was about Monique or your wife you wanted. So let's just start some stuff. What's the most important thing? What's the first thing you notice when you look at a woman? Jump in. For me, it's really three things. Beauty, energy, and courage. Mm. I could deal with a woman who might not be the finest in the world. I can deal with a woman who might not have the best courage in the world, but I can't deal with a woman who doesn't have courage. I don't. You have energy, great zeal, that fire, the willingness, not just the willingness, but the eagerness to wake up in the morning. Wait a minute, you said who gave the best years of her life to somebody else. Unpack that. What do you mean? Well, they, I'm in my late 40s. Probably okay. the latest you can get in 40. Okay. So the chances of me being somebody's plan A is probably very minute. Okay. Somebody to do plan B and vice versa. So a lot of times when a woman is played for other teams before, maybe she gave best mm. you know, ass rush, rushing or best defense to somebody else's team. Now she's on my team. Now she don't want to practice. So, <laughs> so her past mm -hmm. matters to you? Well, not that. It's just that did they get the best out of her? Mm. Have anything left over mm. to play for another team? Oh, you, you get what I'm saying? Something. Like, I don't yeah. care what you've been through. Watch yeah. this. Do you have something left? You have Ooh. something left. Yeah. You, Energy you is real a, important. You're giving me a quick sermon. Amen. Do you have something left? Yeah. Jamal, jump in, baby. What 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 do you notice? What's important to you first out the gate? I mean, well, first out the gate, I love a woman who's beautiful. She's my, my 
Her feet? Yeah, I know. Women of the word, you thought it was other things. <laughs> Your feet has you single. Them ran over Nikes, them beat up heels. <laughs> Come on, them mishmack socks. Jamal would have married you last year. Okay, okay, that's, I love it, I love it, I love it. So smile, okay, and uh, again, feet. That's your thing, her shoes, that says a lot about her to you. And then, and then, of course, Dave, you're married to my spiritual daughter, one of the original gangster daughters of the Word Church who's been with me for years. We literally raised her, and uh, you saw her. What was up, man? Why Monique? What was it? What's the first thing you noticed, man? I mean, her beauty. Oh. <laughs> no, I, no, I, no, I, no, but I, I noticed her beauty. I love it. So I, I hear something. There's an anagulous similar thread to what all of you are saying. Physical attraction for men is the first attraction. Uh, we're physically attracted. In my book, I wrote the 10 rules of dating. Rule number one, there must be physical attraction. I don't want this sort of broad generalization. There, there are some men, maybe that's not the most important, but for the most part. And when I talk, I was thinking as I was preparing for this, 25 years of leading, the black pastor is a therapist, he's a counselor, he's talked to more people than most people ever talked to. So after talking to hundreds of men, thousands maybe, doing my research, I've come to find out for brothers, we like what we see. We like what we see. Okay, so let's get into it. I got into some hot water because I said that women need to maybe lower their expectations. And my daughters at the word, of course, are just going through because I've been saying for years, don't you lower your expectations. Believe God for what you want and don't settle till you get it. And then 20 years later, I'm watching some of them who have not settled and who are beautiful and who do pray. And I'm thinking, let me rethink this. Not so much settling for some bum, who doesn't love God, we ain't doing that. But for a brother who may not be perfect, but maybe doesn't have everything. Okay, so let's talk about this. You two are still single. First question, Alvin, why in the world, both of you, how can you be single with them beautiful girls in and out walking around the world? What are you looking for? Watch this. And who has the potential to maybe be your wife? I don't know if I can answer. Not, not in general, but what does she have to have to be your wife? She has to have a desire to want to be with me. One thing I don't like is when you put her out of place and her job and they're not hot. I'm around her. I want to feel energy back and forth. I want to feel like she's throwing the signal off to me saying, you should be 
S. So you oh. want her to be a little flirty? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I don't want to be confused. Shoot your shot. Yeah. You're saying you you you're not you're not turned off when a woman's a bit aggressive. No, no, I want to work with you. Because I don't know, especially if I don't know you. Generally, what I do is I go in and say, "Once you throw the signal out, don't talk." All right. For me. Just being honest, mm. I'll be in the parking lot. I look at all day. Yeah. I do it. Then when I got the chance to have that show together, you know, I'm I love it. Now, Jamal, it's interesting you said that. I get a text this morning from one of our ministers who's in the 50, 60 range who said that, why don't you tell brothers in the word to take their shot with us, like approach us, the few that are single, walk up to us if you like us, that your wife is probably in the word. So I like a couple of things. You're like, I'm in the parking lot. I'm not there to flirt, Pastor. I did that already. I played. I didn't come to the word church to play. I came there on assignment. So part of me loves that, that you're not in the parking lot just looking at girls behind and who you can get with that night. So a part of me loves that you've been so focused on ministry that you're like, I'm really not looking for my woman when I come to church. I'm looking for Jesus, which makes you probably the most attractive brother in the world right now to every woman watching, but that's real. So that said, I think the men of the word and men in general in Christian churches should look for their wife in their church. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, there is a major That's right. Okay. Once you start dating someone in church, Okay. Okay, I love it. I love I love it. So let's lean into this. So during my podcast, I raised I raised this. I raised the idea that fair or unfair, there are not a lot of available, high quality Christian black men who actually still like women. <laughs> I mean, we got all that going. Conversely, there are thousands of beautiful black saved women who would make wonderful wives. As a matter of fact, I want to throw this out there. I was thinking as I was preparing, I'll say this, you dumb not to get a good woman. <laughs> yeah, you, you almost dumb. I mean, life happens, sometimes they can fool you. But in terms of quality, pretty, love Jesus, hardworking, educated, integritous women, even at the word, there are hundreds of them. So it's like, why would you pick one that doesn't have quality and character and the beauty you like because they are everywhere? At the same time, there's just not that many Alvins and Jamals. That's straight up, which means let's go here. You two, if you wanted to, could probably 
be married in the next six months to just about any woman you flirted with. Two weeks. Go there. Jump in. <laughs> um, you know what, Pastor? I don't think it's just about all the stuff you named. Because you can meet a woman from Carwell. You can see that she's a great mother. She's a great person. She treats you right. But for me, again, um, she doesn't have to do anything. She just rather sit around the house. She rather be on the phone, you know, talking to her boyfriend or whatever like that. She's not willing to invest energy into a relationship. I don't, me personally, I don't care how fine you are. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how much money you make, period. None of Mm. I can't make you want to post a picture of me on your page and say, hey, this is who I'm dating. Mm. Man, you know, none of that stuff really matters to me. I want someone to, that I can be excited about, that someone can be excited about, about me, that someone who's just excited about just about anything. So energy, again, is very high for you. And I took a mental note. You said, I don't care how much money she makes, period. We're coming back to that. Because I don't think there's a woman alive that would say that about a man. <laughs> yeah, I got to know how much you make, how much you're willing to make, how much are you trying to make. Jump in, Jamal. Well, energy, when we talk about the energy part, that's very important. Um, I'm not focused on how much she makes, but I am focused on how she feels about the world and her life. That's the most important thing. Because if she's not feeling the way that she feels, that's going to be what she's saying. That's it. I got some I got some Dave to ask you in just a second, but you two have sort of concretized the point I've been making for two, three weeks on the podcast. Both of you said, and by the way, we did no practicing. Did we talk through this? We absolutely said no talking. I want this to be raw because they can disagree with my perspective. We in the shop, baby. Whatever is said is said. Let's go here. Both of you said. I don't care how much she makes. And I was saying on the previous two podcasts that, of course, no man wants a dummy. And you just said no man wants a woman with no drive. But that said, because both of you are entrepreneurs making a lot of money. I know both of you, you're doing your thing and I'm proud of you. It's almost like I have the money. I'll take care of you. I want a wife. Now, I don't want no trifling, lazy woman who's just a gold digger. But that said, the amount she makes is not as important. I'm raising that because we've trained our daughters, get your money, get your degrees, make as much as you can because men are blah, blah, blah. And you two are arguing that your degree level or how much you make is not at the top of what you're looking for. Jump in. I would think about searching back why I'm dating because I, again, I don't care. There's nothing that you can do for me financially that I can't even provide for myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Jump in. One thing is, well, my ideal for a woman I always believe she is better than a woman. Mm. Like, me being in the business and things like that, I know from being around different people and whatnot, they are superior. Business together, I don't say like we need a business, but who's better than one on one? We can also do multiple things, you know what I'm saying? So, so, I need to jump in because I don't want to minimize education 
because there are brilliant women in our ministry that have pursued education, and I love that. The fact that they pursued pedagogy, that they finished master's degrees, we don't, we don't want to minimize a woman who had the kind of stick to to finish something, because that says a lot to me. When you finish the bachelor's degree, or you finish the master's degree, or you've attained your career, that said again, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I hear you saying, as long as she's aggressive in life and trying to be something, how much she has currently or what degree level is not as important to you when you're thinking about your future wife or mother of your children? I don't want to marry a liability. Mm -hmm. Because she was commercial, Long as she's hustling. As long as she got some hustle there. Very similar to what he's saying. You know, I just, to start off, you know, to me, it's not as important to financially as long as it is in a spiritual mm, I love it. I love it. So, Dave, let's jump in because you bring a different perspective. These two are single. You are very married. Want to make that clear again, please. No flirting, no nothing. He is taken. No numbers in the chat. He's gone. You see him at church, just wave, give him a hug. Hello, Minister Dave. Keep on going. Because uh, I don't want you to get scratched <laughs> at church by Monique. Okay, so you talked about you seen Monique. And okay, so Monique, my baby, we 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 had a conversation about the first podcast. She came home and said, What to you? Did you hear your pastor? <laughs> Did you hear your pastor? And I'm like, What are you talking about? He said the podcast. Now, now I was about to get my head tore Because <laughs> of me. Because of Pat. <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm like, what, what are you talking about? She's like, did you hear the podcast? Pastor was saying, telling women to lower their expectations. And I'm like, okay, you know, let me look at the, let me look at it. Let me take it into context. Let me see what he's talking about. <laughs> you know, so I went, watched the podcast, and I came back. And, did you see it? Did you see it? I'm like, yeah, I saw the podcast. I said, I agree with that. <laughs> I, and, and and that's what I said, and I said, I don't know if I agree with the lower your expectations piece. And we talked about mm -hmm. I said, but the statistics are revealed. The fact that, you know, it's a shortage of, of black men, qualified black men, you know, opposed to black women. It's real. Shameless plug. Please watch my podcast from two weeks ago so that you can have your own objectivity. So please watch the one I have on the blue polo sweater. You'll see it. <laughs> Please watch that, and then we can talk. But that said, so I called Monique and was like, okay, you're one of my trusted spiritual daughters, 20 years almost. What was it that I said you didn't agree with? Pastor, this whole lower your expectations. You know, why, why, why I got to lower my expectations? I'm like, okay, that's semantics, really. Because really what I was saying is adjust. And, and lower your expectations. I knew that'd be catchy and it would do all that stuff to make people want to watch a podcast. But in a very real sense, I'm saying, let's just be real about the shortage of good black men. So your wife was one of the ones, original gangsters, early 2000s. Don't you settle. I'm young, RA. If a man ain't got everything you want, don't you minimize your credentials. You have to have it. And woman, how much are you worth in 10,000 people running? I love them enough. And I say to those watching, I reserve the right to shift and move as I mature. Let me, let me say this, because okay. I want you to jump in. I shift and move 
And I'm going to be honest about where I am now theologically, relationally, in my maturity. So after watching, again, two decades of women like Monique who love God, educated, quality, would make anybody a great wife. And yet some of them not even being flirted with or when a man does come along, you're not everything I want, even though he loves God. But she's like, you don't make enough or you're not tall enough. So I want to jump in. What Jump in. Well, when I hear a little expectation, what I really hear is worth your trust. You preached something a while ago, a long time ago, um, participatory blessing. Talking about the Bible. So when you hear lower expectations, I don't think the pastor is saying, you know, lower your expectations and settle for something. He's just anticipating. You think I'm your blessing? Participate in my life. Find out what I'm doing. Find out what I desire. Find out what I dream. I'm not saying go sign for me a car, go sign for me a business <laughs> truck, or whatever like that. I think what pastor's saying, and I can't speak for you, is work for your blessing. Don't just be like a dancer who just sit there, wait for somebody to hit you over the head like a caveman and just drag you off his best. Gotta work for it. Well, that that's part of it, but I guess to be to give even more to give even more clarity, I guess I'd be saying if a quality man walks up to you, particularly a saved man, and approaches you, maybe you would have in the past been like, "Oh, no way." Uh, I'm just saying, give him a look if he presents himself well. And again, we can get into a lot. So I want to jump back to you. So okay, so you marry. And neither one of you, perfect, virgin, Mary, virgin, life had happened. And yet you pick her. And how many years older than her are you? I'm nine years older. Yeah. Now, I, I said in the podcast that men tend to marry younger on their second go around or second girlfriend, second wife, whatever. I mean, you didn't know she was a few years younger. Did that matter to you? Did it just sort of happen? I mean, how do you feel about it in all honesty? That just sort of happened. Okay, yes. I mean, it, it was funny because I just had a conversation with my sister about two days before. And they, they, it was about six, seven days deal. And it's, well, how, how young did you go back again? Was you single? Was, and I, I said, uh, I was 42 at the time. And I said, I know about 35. Mm. I said, that's about the youngest I was. And so when I met her, she was actually 33. Okay. I, it just kind of fell like that. But I had never dated anybody that much younger than me. Okay. So it, it kind of just failed, which was a good fall. I'm mad about Yes. I complain about it. You know, but that, that kind of just failed. Yeah. Jamal, jump right in. Women are watching. Uh, I don't know if you're dating, whatever. She may be watching all that good stuff. I'm saying to you, what do you need in a wife? Right now, what are you looking for? What are you, what do you want in a woman? And prayerfully, God is at the top. I'm putting words in your mouth, right but now, I pray He's at the top. Okay. First thing is So one of the things I talk about is the key to marriage and shameless plug. My wife and I are getting ready to do some major coaching 
And I can't believe how crazy it's going, honestly. People are signing up like crazy to be on the VIP with us uh, on Zoom and the training we're doing. It's right there on the link, click on it now. But one of the things I'll be talking about with blended families is that you have to, the key to marriage is this, you have to love what I love, love who I love. If you're not prepared to do that. So one of the things I talk about is, if she love her mother, try your best to fall in love with her mother. <laughs> if she has two children, try your best to fall in love with those two children. If she's close to her sister, they grew up together, literally fighting together, fussing together, listen, sleeping together in the bed, try your best to fall in love with that sister. So you're saying that whoever loves you is gonna to have to love your two children. And most men your age probably have a couple of children, so it might be a little naive to say, I don't want a man with any children after a certain age. Would you agree? Yeah. For me, I'm not saying this because I'm cheating, but she has to have some type of likeness to her. Those are some very, very, very heavy influence on my life. So she has to have some kind of likeness to, to be able to make it home on Saturday. And if she doesn't, if she stays there plastered all the way up like that, my man said, it was not going to happen. I love that. That kind of loyalty is what makes you who you are. You hating on my pastor, hating on my church, you can't have me. I and I say this as a shameless plug. I think every single man, not only at the Word Church, but across the nation, should look for your wife in your church. That's my opinion. I think you should look for your wife. Sometimes it doesn't happen. You meet a woman at the mall. You meet her at the store, but I got, a, I got a text this morning saying us available single women would love for the single men of our church to take a shot at us. We have a commonality. We're hearing the same Christology, the same Christianity preached. So I want to say to every single man watching this, I think you should pray about marrying a woman that you two have the same pastor. I do. How's that been a blessing to you? And be honest in terms of you and Monique sitting together, shouting together, same word. Be honest about that. Well, it's been nothing short of a blessing. Mm. I mean, it's, it's been incredible. First of all, we've both been in the work teaching for, I've been there since 2003, 2004. Mm -hmm. She's been there from the time of two. Wow. Original guest. We're talking about years. In both of our spheres, and so when we were both able to come together, we got the same theology, theology, the same ideology. We thinking about marriage, the same, the same things that are being taught. The foundation of, of everything that we have came from the Word Church, mm. and so it was it was so easy of a transition, and it, and it still is easy because we have that foundation, and so going to the same church. Worship at the same church, be able to sit together at the same church, be able to minister to uh, other people at the church. It's just been nothing short of a blessing. So let, let's do this as we come to our conclusion. One at a time, starting with you, Alvin, there are hundreds, thousands of single women watching, many from the word nation, many from across the world. They want to be married. Yeah, they're not street women. They're not sinful women. They know how to have sex. Most of them have. Some of them have had children. Life has happened. 
They want to make love, be in love. And according to biblical text, the only way to do that, God's way, is to be married. Uh, give or speak to them what, what do you think they should do or how should they pre prepare themselves for a man like you? Very good question. And I always equate this to marriage. So the woman plays two parts. Mm. Not only the finish line, but she's also the people on the side. Mm. Every now and then, when a woman will sprint out, her dog will walk fast, the man will see the finish line and he'll just he'll just give up. What she has to do with every now and then is have an option for them. Don't give up now. Just step away. And then there's really beautiful things that he can grab, he can press in, to finally get that prize. Treasure he's been looking for for his life. Jump in, Jamal. Now, so that 50 women don't take a shot at you this Sunday, <laughs> I probably need to put out there that you are currently dating. Is she a member of our church? She's a member of our church. I won't ask you to say her name unless you <laughs> want to. Okay, don't do it then. Praise <laughs> God. Don't, don't do nothing. Don't do nothing. Just, yes. But he is currently dating. Uh, he's not married yet, but he is dating. Alvin, what's your status? Creative. So say your phone number in the camera. Everybody has my phone number. Everybody knows Alvin. Alvin, you're a beautiful brother. And I would say to all the single men that are watching, again, I want to push you. I, I want to say this because I don't know where I'm going in the next podcast in terms of how much further I'll take this. But I do want to say this. Something hit me, and I think I'm going to close with this, and it's this. We can't. Some of this is not theology, it's math. <laughs> yeah, M-A-T-H. It's just not enough black available men to match the amount of available single black women. That's just math. That's not God, that's not being deep, that's math. I mean, there's just not enough. That said, one of the things I heard Holy Spirit say to me was, I think we should start raising our sons for 20 years from now, this won't be the same reality. Yeah, that, that's what I heard God say to me. That, that let's be selfless instead of selfish, that I'm being straight. Some of you may go to your grave, that's just real, having never met Mr. Perfect. But what if you raise three men that will be perfect for somebody? Y'all gonna make me shout on my podcast. I promise, I'm trying to raise one married already, I want the other two married, to beautiful black women who deserve a good black man. So to you black women that are raising, black men that are raising sons, let's speak over their life and develop them and train them and make sure that they're not a part of the criminal justice system and that they are available, working, godly men so that maybe if I'm not retired yet, in 20 years, we redo this podcast 
And the statistics have changed from not enough to more than enough. You guys receive that? So man, have some closing words. I want you to talk about the beauty of being married to a beautiful black woman and what you would say to women, not only of the word, but women in general about waiting like Monique did because you never know when maybe not for everybody, but your Dave Gully's coming along. So when a woman is waiting on her husband, she takes the time out to say, I'm not going to, I'm going to keep myself for my husband. Not dealing with all these soul ties, not dealing with all these different things, uh, mental things, different bad energy right now with sin and you know, all this baggage. But you're able to come into a marriage at least from a point that you're starting to, to begin again if you made some mistakes. Mm -hmm. To come into a marriage where you can operate at your best and be your best for your husband. I love it. I love it. I love it. In any closing words you want to speak, uh, Brother Jamal, about, again, what would you say to single women at our ministry across the world? Speak hope over them as we conclude. Mm. You said something strong, brother. It was simple but strong. You said, take your time with us. Many of us did not have fathers to show us. I can't tell you how many men have said, Pastor, you're the first man that I've ever seen model marriage in front of me. Really loving a woman, her children, you guys' children together. I've never seen that in my life. You said, I come from the streets, Pastor. You said marriage wasn't on my mind. I was just sticking and moving. I love that realness. I come in the word church, I'm in the parking lot. I'm not even looking at women because I played already. So I came there focused and now it's like, okay, this marriage thing is what we have to do. Then I'm gonna do it. I love that about you. So you said, take your time with us. And so maybe that's what I was saying three weeks ago that take your time with a brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He walks up to you and he's a decent brother and you can see potential on him. Take your time with him. Man, I've had a great time, guys. Y'all have been the truth. Thank y'all for coming, man. Listen, I want to say to all women watching uh, that I so adore you to you married women who are honoring your husbands. I have such an affinity for you and affection. I appreciate you. To the single daughters of the Word Nation and those watching across the world, man, let me be clear. Lower your expectations does not mean settle for somebody that don't love Jesus. It does not mean settle for somebody who won't work, who doesn't have a heart for the children that came out of you and probably may not have one for the children you make together. It's better to be alone than married wrong. I believe that. God has a plan for you and whatever that plan is, you give him glory in it. Man, did y'all enjoy yourselves, man? Listen, we out from the shop. Shop. Tell Monique, I still love her. <laughs> I will. She didn't lower her expectations at all, did she? <laughs> Praise God. Amen. She just waited. <laughs> all right. My time is gone. We got to roll. Thank you, brothers, Perfect. for being in the shop with me.
thank you for keeping it real, man. And yet, more than all of that, you are my beloved sons and whom I'm well pleased. Uh, all of you have been a blessing in my life on so many levels, man. You cut my hair every five minutes whenever I need it. Fly to time with me. You keep buying me Jordans. I don't know why. You've been taking pictures of me and won't charge me nothing for 20 years almost, man. You got a beautiful heart. More than anything, man, all of you love Jesus, and I love you for that. We got a roll, man. There are some good black men still, and if one of them walk up on you, take your time with them. <laughs> Listen, we got to go. Pray for us. If this has been a blessing to you, R.A. Vernon Ministries, it's right there on the screen. Some of you are partnering with us. Keep this podcast pumping, man. We got to buy some more cameras. We're doing all kind of stuff to improve this. I didn't know it would take off like this, but I like it. I like what it's doing. It's a different flow from preaching. It shows a different part of my personality, lets me flow a different way, and yet minister Jesus. If it's been a blessing, man, hey, be a blessing back to it. I love you. We're coming back next week. Don't miss Dr. Ari Vernon TV, this year, this season, relationships uncut.